Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, bringing it to you this week, talking about how important the next two weeks will be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, it is the start of March. Yes, big moves are on the horizon. It is that time of year where rosters get shuffled around, players get cut, players get signed, and big trades typically go down within this period as well. Now, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is going to be really one of the most challenging months we have seen from this team in quite some time. Now, it isn't football-wise, but the Steelers obviously still are backed up with their backs quite literally against the salary cap wall. Having a number of somewhere around $15 million to shed in order to uh, have enough money to be salary cap compliant and have enough money to bring in their 2021 draft class. Of course, those numbers are uh, brought to you by co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Dave Schofield, who... uh, had an article on the run on the website this past week, which really gave uh, the idea of this podcast and uh, why we're bringing it to you 
today. Now, there's also a ton of other reasons why uh, I felt it was important to really dive into why the next couple weeks are going to be extremely important for this team. But obviously, nothing is uh, bigger than one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Of course, the Steelers quarterback, once again, uh, still in the news. <laughs> it really feels like, for some reason, something that should be so straightforward is going to come down to the wire. Ben Roethlisberger, of course, has a $41 million cap hit. 22 of that is not going anywhere. The Steelers can shave as much as $14 million off off their uh, 2021 salary by extending Ben Roethlisberger. But if they were to happen to cut their uh, their pivot quarterback, they'd be looking at saving about $19 bucks. Now, why it's important to uh, realize both numbers is that this uh, contract negotiation seems to be far from over. Now, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN uh, was on uh, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh talking about uh, whether or not he thought this deal would get done, and he does believe it will. Uh, A lot of names around the NFL, he also mentioned... uh, Team-wise, don't really believe that he'll take a pay cut. Which, uh, before you jump too far into that, by by that I mean he's not just going to strip cash off his deal, but instead add years to his deal to uh, drop that cap total. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers also historically never add void years, and for anyone that doesn't know what a void year is in uh, NFL contract terms, most most basically it is uh, extra years added on to a contract which are not playable in order to spread out those uh, guaranteed salaries uh, further into the future to reduce a player's cap hit in that uh, in previous seasons. So, the Steelers have never actually made a contract like that. And I, on in all honesty, I'd kind of be surprised if they started here. Now, basically what that means is Ben Roethlisberger, the option that they're going to have with him is uh, basically cut him because, to be completely fair, the Steelers have no option in keeping Ben Roethlisberger at his $41 million cap it. We already know this, but... On the flip side of that, if anything's getting done, they're going to have to add a playable year to his deal. Now, if Ben Roethlisberger comes out and just stinks in 2021, he could retire. He doesn't have to play that final year, but it would be more Steelers-like to add playable years rather than void years to this deal. And that, I think, is where the uh, holdup has stemmed from. On top of that, the Steelers have a ton of free agents, and I know we've broken them down a number of times, but the cryptic tweets and social media posting is uh, is at one of those uh, all-time highs. You know, it is peak year for that kind of uh, that kind of stuff going on. Of course, uh, Zach Banner kind of kind of started the trend of uh, the lower-level players talking about this sort of stuff. Uh, Banner, of course, is taking a, a social media uh, 
I, I don't know. Uh, he's uh, stepping away from social media, I guess you could say. Uh, Banner is not going to post anything until he has a contract done, be it in Pittsburgh or be it wherever. Uh, to which Juju Smith-Schuster said, I wish I could get a contract. In all honesty, if we could take a minute to speak of Juju, it really feels like uh, young Mr. Smith-Schuster is trying to make himself not look like the bad guy in this situation when he inevitably departs to another team. It just seems like it's most likely. That being said... Money's going to dry up fast, and Smith-Schuster Smith is far from the the, the highest, uh, most likely big contract for the receivers. He's someone that is uh, more of a really, really good number two option as opposed to being a number one option himself. If that money dries up quickly, and even Jeremy Fowler, once again, of ESPN said, the Steelers could circle back on Juju. So uh, I suppose it isn't impossible that uh, he will be back in Pittsburgh. But right now, it looks like he will test free agency. Uh, if the numbers uh, just aren't as high as he thinks it uh, could or should be, he might end up back in Pittsburgh. But then again, you rarely ever see people test the, the free agent market only to sign back with their original club. It typically doesn't happen. But... Like I said before, it kind of feels like Smith Schuster is just trying to keep his brand uh, in a positive direction, make the Steelers look like the bad guy in this situation because they won't offer him a contract, whether or not he really fits this offense anymore, which, to be completely fair, I'm not sure that he does. Uh, and if he did, we really saw Ben Roethlisberger just didn't use him properly in 2020. Uh, I think the Steelers could get production from even James Washington for what they were trying to do with Juju just because uh, it was all that underneath stuff. James Washington can totally do that. and If you're not going to use Smith Schuster's skill set, why pay extra for a skill set you're not going to use? So that split obviously seems a little inevitable. Uh, two other guys uh, really kind of jumping in on that that trend of uh of cryptic tweets mike hilton uh, starting a, a countdown to free agency clock and then of course uh outside of that you have james connor steelers running back uh making all his uh his avatars on twitter uh just nothing but a black picture so that uh that profile picture is just a black uh, circle now if you were to search up james connor so really when you look at these Steelers free agents, there's not a whole lot of good stuff going on. Uh, even Bud Dupree, he, he's been tagged in posts of uh, possibly playing in Tennessee, to which he uh, posts some encouraging emojis. I know all these all these things just get tiresome, but really right now when you look at it from the outside looking in, not a whole lot of positive stuff. Of course, we kind of knew that uh, with the sour cap still up in limbo, which... Really, I do not think is fair uh, for for the league, really, especially if uh, the final salary cap number is released a, a day before or even the day of free agency. Of course, there's that legal tampering period, but how could teams in all good faith offer anyone a contract at this point without knowing what the salary cap is going to be? Uh, say you overpay to re-sign a player and then all of a sudden uh, the salary cap comes in lower than expected 
now you're kind of put yourself in a corner where you might be forced to cut or trade more players than you really wanted to and cut players that quite frankly still have some talent which really if you don't know what the salary cap number in good faith these teams can't be making these moves and it just really is unfair to the NFL and its members I really hope this number drops soon, but of course the league, uh, it really feels like, is waiting on uh, these TV deals and whether or not a 17th game uh, will be put into plan and if they could add a little bit more money on this year's salary cap. They're holding out for it, but it needs to hurry up and get here. Now, of course, some other moves the Steelers can make uh, before we hit the official start of the new league year, of course, that being March 17th, is uh, some cuts or extensions. Uh, This is going to be kind of murky waters to tread here. There isn't uh, a ton of options when it comes to uh, restructuring really anybody at this point now that Cam Hayward's done. Of course, you got Stefan Tuitt, which, it, again, it is a little sticky because uh, his deal came after the new collective bargaining agreement, meaning uh, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge to restructure rather than what it's been like in years prior with, uh, with the player that was signed before it. So now... Well, Stefan Tuitt is going to, uh, I think, inevitably take that restructure somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 million of savings for this team coming back their way. But then outside of him, uh, Chris Boswell could be restructured. That saves a million bucks. Uh, as well as Derek Watt. I, I don't really think you want to restructure either of those two players, especially because it raises their 2021 hit significantly, really. And... Do the Steelers want to put themselves into a hole looking towards the future? I do not think that is something they want to even entertain. So uh, really, I don't anticipate too many restructures on the horizon simply because the Steelers don't really have the players that they could do that with. So then they're kind of left to uh, in ways of making money by cutting players or... Uh, offering players uh, with one year left on their deal an extension. And they have plenty of those guys. Uh, Guys like David DeCastro, uh, Steven Nelson, Joe Hayden, to name a few. They all have deals that uh, carry them through the 2021 season. But in all three players' cases... Once next year is up, so is their deal, but they are making a considerable amount of coin. So the Steelers might be forced into cutting these players if they're not willing to take extensions. This is where it gets tricky, but this is where the Steelers will need to start uh, carving their way back into salary cap compliance. (laughs) They're going to have to either move on from a, a number of these guys or just quite frankly, work out an extension. Uh, For me, particularly, I think it would be an extreme mistake if they were to cut Joe Hayden. Uh, This team is quickly losing locker room leaders, uh, guys with the voice in uh, in that building. And for them to lose another one, especially to Joe Hayden's level, I think would kind of be crippling for a team that is kind of devoid of uh, those guys that are really those rah-rah type players. 
course, Cam Hayward is still that guy, but Marquise Pouncey, by all means, was the leader of all leaders in that locker room. Losing someone like Joe Hayden, who's extremely respected, not just in Pittsburgh, but across the entire league, would be a significant hit and hurt the future of this team. It would hurt the morale of that secondary and really the receiving core. You hear nothing but glowing reports about Joe Hayden and how great of a person he is on and off the field. That move would hurt. It is one that is definitely possible, but... I think all parties would really uh, prefer to have Joe Hayden on this team. And uh, if he has a couple more years left in him, uh, hopefully he can get another deal done to stay in Pittsburgh and finish out his days in the NFL as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, there are a couple guys that might be more likely to be cut, but the Steelers might have to wait on a move like that until after the draft is over and maybe even more specifically after some players uh, have been cut themselves before they can make those moves uh, say Jesse James uh, now Detroit Lions tight end is released which it really seems like it's destined to be uh, a reunion in Pittsburgh kind of makes a lot of sense, especially because Detroit's going to be paying him a, a ton of cash not to play there. So not a big money deal uh, in terms of, of the Steelers having to pay Jesse on their cap. So I could see him come back, but that would probably mean the end of the Eric Ebron experience. I know Ben Roethlisberger likes him a lot, but Eric Ebron... Uh, on an $8 million hit, uh, if he's cut, uh, roughly the savings would be about $6 million. Numbers like that, it's kind of hard not to turn away from. Uh, outside of uh, big Eric Ebron, Vince Williams is another guy. Another one of those kind of tough pill to swallow cuts, but uh, the Steelers might uh, be able to find someone in the draft that's a little bit younger and uh, fits the defense maybe just a touch better, especially because uh, we know how much the Steelers love using their inside line linebackers on uh, in coverage on uh, interior wide receivers, which often leaves the team burned if you're not good in man coverage like uh, unfortunately we know Vince Williams it really isn't his strong suit it, they could potentially uh, look to make a move there be it in the draft or be it in some other direction uh, so with all that being said we're gonna wrap up the first part of this podcast and looking at the moves the Steelers need to make but uh after a quick commercial break, we will look at the, some moves the Steelers could or should make as we venture into the start of the 2021 league year. So hang tight. We will be back in a moment. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back. It is the second part of the Live Mike podcast. Really that first part of the show, focusing on the moves the Steelers need to kind of make as we head towards the start of the 2021 league year. Really, we know what the Steelers need to do. First and foremost, they got to make up some cap cap space. Secondly, they got to find a way to bring back some of the, these free agents. I, I think probably the most pressing uh, of the bunch, uh, guys like Zach Banner, Mike Hilton, and even Tyson Alualu, uh, seem to be guys that could be potentially a little bit more affordable and uh, guys that uh, can still contribute in the lineup. Losing all these free agents would be just a brutal pill to swallow if you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. That being said, I think they're going to lose a considerable amount uh, and a lot of their most uh, talented free agents as well. It just doesn't seem likely that Bud Dupree uh, or Juju Smith-Schuster will be coming back. Alejandro Villanueva is another name that I anticipate being on another roster next year under a pretty hefty cap hit. Which honestly, whichever team signs Big Al, uh, they probably aren't getting the player that they think they are. Villanueva was a bit of a liability as the year went on. Uh, if he can sign a big term deal, that'd be great for the Steelers. Potentially, they can pick up another high compensatory selection, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, Matt Filers, another name, uh, a guy that was able to start at both guard spots and at tackle over his time in Pittsburgh. It just doesn't feel likely that Filer will be back either. Ah, you can really rattle off the whole list and it seems more likely than not that a good majority of these free agents will not be back. Now, what does that kind of mean for the Steelers in terms of addressing these spots? Well, they really kind of got one of three options. The first and foremost, and probably uh, by far the worst option, is just by plugging in guys that are already on roster. Now, specifically at center, if the Steelers were to slot in J.C. Hasnauer, that would be a considerable hit. I know uh, my co-host on the curtain call, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, put together an article about really why Hasnauer was kind of a, a liability when he was on the field. Uh, someone that just isn't an NFL uh, quality player. Uh, I hate to say it about a guy, not to completely trash someone, but that's kind of the way it kind of went last year. Hasenauer was bullied around. Uh, he was He was a bit better at center than when he played at guard, but really the Steelers need something at that spot and in all honesty if they're going to bring in any outside free agent it really has to be that center position especially because you consider Ben Roethlisberger's coming back uh they the Steelers could still use a high pick on a center but really with two second round grade 
graded guys at the top of the class. I could barely see Ben Roethlisberger wanting to break those two guys into the league. So that kind of leads a number of options for the Steelers and what they can do heading into this uh, new league year. Of course, the biggest move they could make at center is kind of the the cream of the class. Uh, Corey Lindsley, uh, the center out of Green Bay. Uh, He is going to command a decent chunk of coin, and the Steelers would have to make uh, a number of moves to be able to bring in a player of that caliber, but Lindsley is the best center available. He could step in the lineup. Uh, he, He is all pro potential. He is a stud. Hands down, Stud, And he's also from the Pittsburgh area, that Western Pennsylvania uh, region. You know, Lindsley, of course, having ties to the area. It does mean something because the Steelers do like to kind of target guys within within their kind of a ter- territorial district. It's just the way the team operates. It, it's something they've done for years uh, when it comes to coaches, when it comes to players. They like to keep them around the 4-1-2. Now, if they can't land the biggest fish, however, I could really see the Steelers do two moves, really, and that would be bringing in a veteran player that potentially only has one year left in him and then pairing him with a rookie that could take over some point this year or become a full-time starter in 2022. Say say that year 10 times fast, my goodness, but really what that move would kind of look like is someone like Jason Kelsey or Alex Mack, somewhere along those lines, uh, in their uh, mid-30s now, really don't have too much football left in them, but if they want to keep playing, they might be able to land a, a one-year uh, smaller money deal and be able to work with someone like Creed Humphrey or Landon Dickerson uh, or Josh Myers, just these guys that are uh, the, the top of the draft class at the center position kind of feels like the Steelers uh, will inevitably go center either in the second round potentially the third round, but it seems like one of those first three picks, that's the direction they'll likely end up going if the cards fall right. It just seems like it's a little too good to pass up on if they do not land a big fish in free agency, obviously. So the center spot, that's kind of the way I see it taken care of. Outside of that, the outside free agents just don't make too much sense for this team. Uh, I think the Steelers could really kind of head into the draft with basically every spot shored up. Like we know what moves they like to do. Like even when they drafted Devin Bush, they uh, signed uh, Mark Barron just to make sure that uh, they'd be able to plug that spot with someone with the same skill set, whether or not the whether or not they uh, were as talented at their job, but just to have someone that can do the role that the Steelers need someone to play. And play it properly. When you look across the board, the Steelers heading into the draft, I, I think you'll probably see the two starting centers, potential or tackles, I should say, being Zach Banner and Chukes at Uh That's that's just would be very Pittsburgh Steelery move, uh, bringing Banner back on a potentially another short term deal, or maybe a, a multi year deal just to uh, kind of. Uh, Repay his uh, his hard work and dedication of the team, uh, his ability to lose weight and uh, continue to take the next step. Of course, he did win that right tackle job in training camp. So 
Yeah, I think something will get done with Banner. The two guard spots, I, I don't think you're losing David DeCastro. He's still he's still that dude. He really is that dude. But, of course, he played injured in 2020. And if anyone thinks he regressed, I, I would point to that. Uh, again, he still had eight all-pro votes. Uh, and, and those votes, they do mean something. Uh, I know some people are up in arms about it, but you don't just fall your way into getting recognition like that. Uh, I think Kevin Dawson takes over the other uh, guard spot uh, full-time basis in 2021. Then at center, I think uh, before we even hit the draft, like I was saying prior, you'll see uh, one of those uh, older-term veterans or perhaps someone like BJ Finney uh, getting his release in Cincinnati and making his way back to Pittsburgh. Now, Another glaring hole where the Steelers really don't have anyone is that running back spot. And again, they just don't have the money, obviously, to bring someone in unless it's some sort of vet minimum variety. Guys like Aaron Jones uh, will probably end up in somewhere like Miami or New York on the Jets. It's just they don't have the money to make a splash along that level. They could bank on a player like Marlon Mack, who's coming off a pretty significant injury on perhaps a one-year deal, just to try to find some value in someone that's just trying to stay in the league. That's kind of another spot where it gets tricky. I, I am have always been a firm believer you don't take a running back in the first round. The, their careers just aren't long enough to uh, deem it necessary. But when you look at the running backs of the 2021 draft class, there really just is the three guys at the top that uh, could really uh, make an impact on this team as guys that would step on the field right away and be better than Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland. Those three being Najee Harris, uh, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams. Those three guys, extremely talented, and really I wouldn't be surprised if they took over starting duties extremely early into training camp of next year. Of course, getting either of those three guys, uh, Najee Harris specifically, would require a first-round pick and a little bit of help from other teams not snatching him up before the Steelers. Uh, Travis Etienne, his his value is uh, is kind of a strange one to predict. Yeah, some people have him as the top running back of the class. Some people have him as a second-round pick. He just really doesn't fit the body type of uh, what I think the Steelers typically try to do. Perhaps he's better for the Matt Canada system, but we'll have to see how they draft to try to fill that out. Then Javante Williams, I'd say, is like uh, Najee harris light. He's a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit quicker, uh, and he's a lot younger uh, at just 20 years of age compared to 24 for Harris. That's more of a second-round pick, but I could also see Williams shooting up the draft board as well. There's going to be a little bit of... Uh, I would hate, hesitate to say pandemonium, but it's going to get a, a little crazy when it comes to the running back world. We'll see how that shapes up a little bit more once the free agents find a landing spot. But uh, that is definitely something... I could even see the Steelers do in the first round is going running back if the right guy falls and uh, a number of those other positions specifically tackle uh, you see an early run uh, all of a sudden you're not going to see that uh, that guy coming in now uh, of course I know a lot of people would want to 
hear about the quarterback position, but uh, Jeremy Fowler, again, like uh, we've talked about before, uh, during his hit on 93.7 The Fan, really kind of pointed towards uh, Ben Roethlisberger, of course, being uh, the, the quarterback for the Steelers in 2021, but... He, again, as well as Jerry Dulac, uh, two guys that are uh, probably the most uh, well well-respected insiders when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those guys usually have the information first and the most accurate. Both of them have said uh, the team views Mason Rudolph very highly and expect him on getting another contract next year and becoming the next starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Some of you may not like it, but that's just the way the Steelers work. Um, If after four seasons in Pittsburgh, they still feel like he's the starter, clearly they see something still in him. The Steelers moved off of Landry Jones and a number of other guys. If Mason Rudolph is the guy, uh, I I suppose I'll have to uh, just let the guys uh, that work with him every day uh, just do their thing and uh if uh if that's what they deem is right then i will more than happily give him a shot but as much as uh, myself and co-editor jeff hartman uh wants trey lance uh, to end up in the black and gold i just i really have a hard time seeing the steelers making that uh, jump up the draft board to swing a move like that now Looking across the rest of this team defensively, I don't imagine a lot of free agents coming in whatsoever. Uh, perhaps uh, someone to fill uh, that linebacking spot, uh, someone that could uh, potentially uh, and unfortunately let the Steelers move on uh, from uh, Vince Williams. And heck, if the Steelers didn't unfortunately move on from Joe Hayden, I, I think one of the favorites to kind of replace him would potentially be uh, Patrick Peterson on a short term deal. Just adding a veteran to replace a veteran uh, with less money. And that could definitely be a move that we end up seeing, whether or not it's right. Outside of that, uh, perhaps some depth signings are on the horizon. Uh, perhaps we also see a slot receiver getting brought in. The, the Steelers have just uh, had a, a, an endless streak here of just bringing in uh, wide receivers in the draft year after year. Uh, perhaps they continue to do that, but with so many pressing needs, I think the Steelers uh, might uh, hesitate to uh, bring in a receiver, especially with the high pick. So with all that being said, uh, I, I'm... Couldn't be more excited to uh, bring you another podcast of the live mic next week as we inch closer to this deadline. uh, Perhaps by then we will have uh, some more Steeler moves done and we can really kind of start making some predictions on what we feel like will happen uh, basically a week before free agency. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to click over to the website. Again, that's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and make sure you're checking out the rest of the podcast family brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Live Mike. Again, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you so much. We will catch you guys soon. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.